welcome to Dad Hammer, One for the Road, our short-form show where we provide a more focused discussion around specific Warhammer topics. The topic for this show will be getting kids into Warhammer. So whether that's your own children, your grandchildren, younger neighbor, neighborhood kids that just won't go away, you know, <laughs> I don't know, or maybe a, a niece or nephew, uh, just children in general. We're talking about the younger demographic here. So how do you introduce them? What is the best way to introduce them to our wonderful hobby that we have? I know Steve and I both have uh, children and we've, we've have stories of success and failure of trying to get our kids into Warhammer. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. I am David, the war boss, and I'm joined by the most generic space Marine in the Imperium, Mr. Medicaid, Steve, Steve, how we doing? Doing really, really good, man. Uh, I've been looking forward to this episode. Uh, this is something near and dear to my heart and yours. Um, actually, probably the somewhat in a roundabout way, the impetus for this whole uh, podcast that we're doing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be nice to talk about this. For sure. Yeah, I, we both have stories of how we got started into Warhammer. And ironically, both of us started with our kids. So we've got <laughs> yeah. the trials and tribulations of all of that. And we thought it'd be a great uh, show starter here for our one for the road. Thank you so much for listening to our show. If you like what you're hearing, make sure to rate, follow, subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen. And then just tell people about uh, about this show. Tell, us, tell them about what's going on here and what we're doing. We really appreciate it. You can also, of course, find us on our web- website, dadhammerpodcast.com and on all our social media sites where we post pictures of our latest projects. So let's go ahead and get started here about getting kids into Warhammer. And Steve, I I really wanted to point out, first of all, to our listeners that you wrote a fantastic article on our website that breaks all this down and even, of course, has a picture of one of our favorite movies, The Goonies, on there about the kids (laughs) riding bikes around. Um, This is not necessarily about kids riding bikes around. This is about kids staying indoors and playing That's right. uh, Warhammer. But um, I, the article was really, really great. I, I highly encourage everyone to go read it if you're, if you're so inclined. But um, you know, one of the things that, that you and I both shared at the very beginning was the, the getting into the hobby. We've talked about this on previous podcasts of how to do that, how to get started. But specifically, you and I share the same experience where I, I took my son into the Games Workshop store, talking about it on the drive-in. Uh, what are we going to do? What's so cool about it? And But even then, I think getting into the store, buying models, all that kind of stuff can be a little overwhelming for an adult, much less a child. And if you're trying to get that younger person to go along with you and have the same level of hype, there's a lot of things to consider um, and you know, Steve, I know that for you, making sure that the child that you're with and for sh- for for you for your son, just really focusing on the interest level and ensuring that everybody stays focused about being together, and that's the most important thing in this. Yeah, and that's that's kind of where you know this was the first article that I wrote for our uh, website and doing a blog and I enjoy writing. I don't do it hardly ever. And it doesn't really, it's not a requisite for my job. So I don't really get around to, to doing that kind of stuff. And 
I, I started writing it and I was like, it just kind of flowed, you know, I really enjoyed getting to put thoughts out there that, you know, rattle in my head and I think about it. And, um, you know, you and I are of a generation where it feels like things took quantum leaps very fast for us. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. when we were kids, as opposed to our kids, if you wanted to talk to your friends, you had to go see your friends. Um, you know, you didn't talk on the phone because everyone else in the house needed the phone, uh, right. especially like adult stuff. So, you know, th- there just wasn't a lot of that stuff. So you got together, you saw your friends face to face and you went outside, you did so, or you didn't go outside, you stayed inside. But, you know, it wasn't like now, I mean, how many TVs do we have in our homes? You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't even really want to count it because it's kind of obscene. But, you know, when you're when in our generation, you had like a TV, maybe two, but you didn't you didn't sit inside watching TV necessarily. Uh, you played games. You, you did goofy stuff. You play with G.I. Right. Joe's. Right. And I wanted my kids to always be able to kind of fall back on that. I never wanted them to lose that social skill, you know. Like mm-hmm. there's more out there than, you know, talking to each other on discord or over a game or whatever, which is fine. I love it because I didn't, we didn't have that. We would have killed for that when we were kids, you know? Yeah. But you know, I, I think you can foster that because my son was always interested in old sci-fi movies, um, Godzilla creature from the black lagoon, that kind of stuff. And then, you know, the whole Pacific Rim things came out. I don't know if you remember those movies. Um, mm-hmm. It reminded me a lot of the, the 80s uh, anime cartoons like Voltron and you know, huge stompy robots and stuff like that. So when we went down this rabbit trail of 40K, when I got sort of introduced to it, it all just sort of started weaving and meshing together just so well. And, you know... That's the cool thing about the game. Um, and even if not the game, just a hobby in general, you're going to yeah. meet people. You're going to talk to people and you're going to engage with stuff. And then, you know, it doesn't take a lot to pay attention and see what your kids are interested in. And you can kind of help kind of foster yeah. that out there. The The social aspect, I think, is, you know, you, you touched on it. The something that we had as kids is is the social part of riding your bikes around and not to say that that you, people don't do that anymore i mean my son still did it yeah you know, i mm-hmm. see your kids uh doing it all the time same thing and but the the social aspect not just with other kids but for for me as a as a father and i know you're the same way having that connection with your child of something that you're both really excited about and mm-hmm. I, I, I'm in, I'm in a, into video games when the new console comes out and now my son's old enough and we get all hyped about going, pick up, picking up the pre-order. Oh yeah. Um, but the same thing with me when we were going to the games workshop store is, you know, I'm on the, on their website looking around and, and I see cool models and I start doing lots of research, probably way too much research going down the, <laughs> the, the rabbit hole. And then, you know, my, my son, peers over the shoulder oh wow that's cool mm-hmm. what's that and that starts the ball rolling and now all of a sudden we're we're strategizing you know in mm-hmm. the car on the way there what are you going to get what are you going to get and i think though that's something that is just so critical to 
going back to our our main topic of of getting your your child or a niece nephew whatever into Warhammer is really focusing on just being together and sharing an experience of something really cool, getting excited. And as an adult, we've talked about how we're, we're still playing with toys. It's toy That's soldiers, <laughs> and yes, but it's an opportunity for for you as an adult, for the listeners, for you as an adult to to be a child, to be a kid, yeah. and it be okay. And then you can be aligned with your, you know, aged appropriate child, uh, <laughs> who also is excited about toys and you can come together on that. And I, I think it's a cool thing. It's very unique to, to our hobby. Um, which is, which is exciting. I think for anybody that's wanting to pick this up to get their child in, but even then this whole thing is, of, of getting your, kids into Warhammer can be still daunting. And I think it's important, yeah. which is our, our second point here. I think it's very important to start really small. And, you know, I, I started relatively small with just a couple of models, yep. but Steve and I, on the, on the website, you outlined a, some tips for our listeners on how, how do you start small? What does that even mean with a, an entire store full of product that is literally going to cost you thousands of dollars. Yeah. I, th- I think I, I expressed some interest and I believe it was uh, actually at Blackthorn. That's, that was the initial place that I went mm-hmm. um, because it was on the way home. I actually went in to uh, get some comic books or something for the kids. And, and I'd already heard about it and was thinking about the whole Warhammer thing. So I started talking to Mark and Jane and um, they're like, well, here, here's a couple of, you know, the free little store models they keep around for everybody. So I had two, they gave me two space Marines. Um, and I bought a little pot of McCrag blue cause I thought they all had to be blue and I didn't know my, <laughs> I didn't really know any better. And I took them home and I already had some hobby stuff from, you know, scale modeling and things. And, uh, yeah, we just started put them together. They're little push fits, nothing to it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, started painting. And that was, uh, that's the first step. Because if you can't get past that step, I'm not sure, you know, there's much worth having the conversation. Well, I, <laughs> the, the, the one, uh, the, the one, I have a, a slightly different circumstance because when I, my, my son wanted to play Necrons. So I go mm-hmm. with Orcs. My son wanted to play Necrons. And he was uh, 10, I think, at the time, nine or 10 yeah. years old. And so we, we come home and, you know, I'd let, let daddy try first. So daddy right. was yeah, going to story. put together the model and I use super glue. I'm like, okay, let's be careful with the super glue. I don't want your mom getting mad that I've, you know, allowed my child to super glue his hands together and all that kind of stuff. But uh, putting the models together and then, you know, finally after I figured out how to do it he wanted mm-hmm. to put the necrons together and anyone that's put together necrons yeah. oh boy i mean yeah, that's, that's not beginner friendly <laughs> no they're they're extremely small and what happened to him is he got very frustrated very quickly mm. trying to put the models together so one thing and I, i'm i i think we have slightly different stories which is okay but for me and and what i went through my advice to any parent especially is if you're going if they're going to pick a an army if your child if you're going to let them pick out an army and they pick out something that you know is going to be difficult to put together you know bring them along let them mm-hmm. try but also be ready 
to assemble the entire force for them <laughs> because oh. they may lose patience pretty quickly. Oh yeah, we devolved right on into that because uh, my son picked Eldar. Oh boy! Like, oh boy! I mean, yeah, not much better. Yeah, not much better at all. Uh, but anyway, yeah, it was the same situation. Like I, I looked at it, I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think you're going to be putting this together. <laughs> I'll be happy to put it together and let you paint it. <laughs> yeah, the the and the paint and my son didn't care anything about the painting. Like he's mm-hmm. just, you know, we we spray painted the Necrons uh the uh, lead belcher color mm-hmm. and you know and i said okay now you can paint the gun and he get out he got out black and started painting the gun i think he got through two models and was like okay i'm done <laughs> and i'm looking over you know and we've got 20 more figures to paint yeah. well i guess i know what i'm doing before we <laughs> actually paint and 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 play a game but i you know the 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 main thing here the advice i guess is Every child, of course, every parent says this too, but every child is different. And they're what, what I think is, is appropriate. My, my advice to our listeners, uh, is going to be based solely on my one experience with my son. Yours is Mm -hmm. going to be different, Steve. And then our listeners, they, they may have somebody that just goes all in and just can, can do nothing more to show their excitement than to get in and assemble and paint and they're just all in. So it may be different for any, for everyone listening. I agree with that. So the, after you've gotten your models, let's, let's just assume for the moment that you've, we made it managed. (laughs) (laughs) They're still in, they haven't super glued their fingers together. Uh, Of course, if you use plastic glue, like the games workshop recommends, you won't have that. So just remember that, my endorsement of super glue is more for me and and my fingers, not necessarily mm-hmm. for your children. <laughs> <laughs> but after you've gotten that, assuming you've gotten past all of that, you're going to want to start playing a game. And you can go you can go about this two ways. One, as a parent, you're going to absorb all of the rules. You're you're going to be the beginning and end on the success of this game. And Steve, I I tried to go down that road uh, once mm-hmm. myself. It didn't work great because it was a lot of pressure on me and I wanted to make sure that he had fun. So, uh, you know, you, I think so did I, went into the store to do a demo. And mm-hmm. really, that's the best place to start. It It is, for sure. I, I had looked, um, I think my buddy gave me, it was an 8th edition core book. So I didn't have the ninth edition when, when we started. But, you know, most of those core rules were very similar. Uh, and when you're starting, you just really need to know how to move, shoot, and yeah, do all that kind of stuff. Core stuff. So I, core stuff. Basic mechanics of how this game works. And I was reading through that core manual, and I thought, "What have I done?" I, I'm like, I, I don't, I don't think I can figure this out. <laughs> <laughs> Much less, you know, teach a preteen. And you're the uh, smart one. You're the uh, smart guy in the room, right? That's right. You're the adult in the room, man. Uh, everybody's <laughs> looking to you. And I remember reading it. I was like, oh, this is going to be really tough. Uh, however, went to the Games Workshop store and they have, you know, they've got everything set up. He has done it a hundred times if he's done mm-hmm. it once. Yep. So he was able to help me as as the big man. Um get through what was important, what rules were necessary and how to apply those and not just read them out of a book. 
you got a little hands on. Mm-hmm. So it very much became a see one, do one, uh, teach one kind of scenario. And it made, it took the pressure off a lot because I was like, Oh, but you can play this with just a bare minimum of rules and your 10, 11 or 12 year old is going to have a really good time mm-hmm. if they're interested in it. Yeah. And you're going to have a good time because you're still figuring it out too. So yeah, I, I think that's important. And whether you can get to a games workshop store or not, you know, throw the flare up like we did and you know, I did in the neighborhood, you know, somebody out there, you know, plays and you don't know they play. Um, yeah. Quite possibly. I think you'd be surprised too uh, that there's a lot of, there's a lot of closet nerds roaming around. <laughs> there sure um, Especially into the Warhammer hobby. I was just talking with uh, one, of, one of our mutual friends and he said he was at the dentist <laughs> and uh, sorry, he was at the, the eye doctor and uh he said he just wanted to he was just at the the eye doctor to make sure that he could paint models and <laughs> and see really well to to paint those and uh the eye doctor said oh you you must play warhammer 40k i do too and i mean this is yeah. someone you know this it's the stereotype goes i guess goes along with it but it's a a medical professional mm-hmm. and you would never look at them and say oh i bet you paint plastic figures in your spare time no right you just no. don't think that but Mm-mm. you'd be surprised so yeah throw the flare up you worst case scenario someone says i have no idea what you're talking about <laughs> and they look at you weird and you, Nerds. As you get, yeah exactly <laughs> and as you get older you get used to that and you just yeah, roll you with do. it <laughs> But yes, seek out a demo. I, I think that's really, really important. Those are quick. You know, they're mm-hmm. 15, 20 minutes. Honestly, they're a, a really quick scenario. Um, with that, I'll, I'll, another piece of advice that I would give, though, is that you got to gauge the interest of the child because these games take a really long time. And especially if you're playing a 2,000-point game eventually. If you're trying to get there, oh, yeah. I mean, we're talking three to four hours. So uh, definitely start small with a starter force, starter mm-hmm. box, recruit edition, you know, all the different ways, a board game, but don't try to go for the 2000 point army and how cool everything is. Cause I get it. You, you want to get to the, the awesome models and, mm-hmm. and your child is so very excited. They want everything on the shelf, but this game is inherently complex and you're better off getting the demo at the store but then also, if you're really interested in it, you know, your first purchase should be one of the starter boxes, but the smallest of small. You're going right. for the bare minimum to limp in mm-hmm. just to get your models on the table as soon as possible. And, you know, Steve, I, I know that when you started playing, and I, I've got some ideas for proxying, but when you started playing <laughs> with your son, it, it didn't matter to have everything painted to even battle-ready standards no. at that point. Not at all. And and the great thing about the recruit box was uh, all you had to field was, I believe, um, for one of the simplest missions was three Space Marines and I think five Necron Warriors. Mm-hmm. There was no terrain. There was no anything. And the little recruit book literally gave you step by step what to do. Yeah. Uh, like, I roll, you roll. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. Man, if you start, even if you were to buy, I know we plugged the whole combat patrol thing. Um, that's not what we're talking about here. But if you started with a combat patrol box, you'll never get it on the table fast enough to keep your kids' interest. 
Yeah. Um, you need to get just, I mean, even if you can just keep it at 10 models between the, between both forces together, you know, something like that, that's achievable. You can even get it out there in gray plastic if you needed to, but you got to strike while the iron's hot and you got to like, as soon as that interest is there, you don't want to spend a month and a half or two months, uh, assembling and painting everything. Yeah. And then, cause they've moved on, man. They're back yeah. into nerfs or they're back into whatever Fortnite, they were. Fortnite, yeah. a- Apex Legends. And, mm-hmm. you know, my, my son's now getting into Rainbow Six. He's a little older, but I mean, he's, yep. he's getting into these, these games with his friends and, you know, I'm a gamer as well, so I'm all about it. Um, but, you know, you, you striking while the iron's hot in the sales world, we, there's a saying, uh, time kills all deals. And <laughs> you, you really are trying to make a deal. You're trying mm-hmm. to land the deal with your child because they are super excited and they are all in until they're not. And then it's until a light not. switch and you never see them again, you know? <laughs> so getting those models on the table is, is part of the interest. And then what I found is that once you get the, if it's gray plastic and that's it, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Just spray, spray paint them. And they may be fine with that. Or they may say, wow, like this game is so fun. I really mm-hmm. enjoyed it. Maybe you have a narrative to go along with it come up with a cool story or whatever and they're playing and there there may pique their interest to i really want to add some cool terrain or i want to add mm-hmm. some detail to the bases or dad can we throw some grass or something like that on the base or can i paint my models this type of color and you know the the answer needs to be yes right this right. whatever is tapping into that interest for them and it's hard because the sticker shock of this hobby is so high. Yeah. And I found myself falling into it too. Like, no way, dude. Those models were, you know, that's a 60 or $70 box of models. And I find that, like, you just have to let it go. It's just paint. It can come off one day if you want to ever redo it. But if they want to paint it with, you know, like Lightning McQueen, man, you just got to <laughs> let them do it. Because, I mean, if you don't, they're gonna be like, boy, Fortnite lets me do anything I want. Customize. <laughs> so I mean, you you so it is hard, you know, especially if you're kind of a cheapskate like me, uh, to let go of that aspect, like, oh, he's gonna ruin these really expensive models. Mm-hmm. It's all right, man. You're not ruining anything. You're paying for time with your kid, and yep. and that's really what you're getting out of it. Not cool looking models. Yeah. And, you know, I've heard when I remember when I first uh, my, my first child was born and people would say, cause I would talk about, oh man, this is expensive. I got to buy all this stuff. And they would say, uh, well, you can't put a price on a child. Well, number one, <laughs> that is in, that is incorrect. You can hundred percent put a price on a child. It's, I have a spreadsheet to show it. That's right. It is worth it. Like, uh, you know, I didn't have to buy two of, of everything uh-huh. at the grocery store, you know, That's before, right. <laughs> but but this is, yeah, this is just like if you were to go to a sporting event with your kid, mm-hmm. right? You're going to pay for the ticket. You go to a concert with your child, for example. I know some, I've got some friends that they love going to concerts and experiencing that. I mean, depending on what kind of band or, or artist you go see, I mean, that's mm-hmm. a, a minimum $100 a ticket. So 200 bucks to go for a three or four hour event. It's a great experience. You know, you're probably going to have wonderful stories to tell and it's, and it's awesome. But in comparison, you spend 200 bucks in a Warhammer store 
and you've got that stuff potentially for years That's that right. you can you can do over and over again. So yeah, get over the the Ebenezer Scrooge if you can. <laughs> um, but that said, you know, with the with the financial component of it, when I first started playing with my son, he wanted to to have different models out there. He wanted the big the big dogs, the big stuff out there. And mm-hmm. those I was looking at, you know, $150 for that model that I was going to have to assemble and paint myself. Yeah, and because right. he wasn't going to do it I'm like, well, how about we just proxy? And for my kids, they, they love Legos. And so, mm-hmm. Hey, that's, that's something right there. So I have, and I've told this story on one of my other podcasts, but I have a wonderful picture of a Lego Morkonaut, Orc Morkonaut, that my son made for me because I wanted to proxy with it. And he had, uh, I think 20 Necron warriors that were just Lego minifigures and That's awesome on little square bases. And yes, it, it wasn't exactly the, the, the prettiest models in the world, but he made them. We have a great story. And so when a tiny Lego man takes out your, uh, orc model that you spent 40 hours on, it's a yeah. little humbling. <laughs> it is. I love it though, man. I, I can picture it's that great. in my head. Yeah. It's really fun. Yeah. So, I mean, get those models on the table, but when you actually start playing the game, when you really start to get in after you've gotten, again, we, I think it's important to state if you've gotten this far with your child, <laughs> <That's right. laughs> just number one, take it in gates and milestones. But <laughs> if you've gotten this far and they're ready to play again, maybe you got into a, a small game, you you got a few dice on the board. You had a few models. You had a great time. Now we're taking a break to go have a snack or watch Bob the Builder. I don't know. Whatever whatever they watch right. would be Bob. The, hopefully not. I mean, if you have a child that's still watching Bob the Builder. and Probably not playing Warhammer. Intelligent enough to play Warhammer. <laughs> then you probably need to be looking into some Ivy League schools <laughs> yes, <laughs> at this <right>. point. <laughs> but if you've gotten them into the game, they're ready to go. They want to take the next step getting more into the rules of, of the game, reading more into that, I would still highly recommend to play with an abbreviated rule set. Don't mm-hmm. don't try to go for the kill. I mean, to, to overwhelm your child uh, or the, the nephew, niece, whatever you're playing with. And you know, I would also say that the main goal, going back to our very first tip, was to make it about spending time together Remember, yes. as the adult, it's about spending time with that child and not necessarily about winning or playing, quote unquote, correctly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can you can make the rules however you want. Uh, most kids are not going to sit down and read those codexes and rule books. Yeah. So you're safe there. Um, you can. I mean, it's literally set up, move, shoot, die, don't die and fight. And that's about all you need to like focus on. And, you know, on, on the front end of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm guilty of pulling my punches a good bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also guilty of helping my son general, his army to yep. his advantage, but I will tell you they're not dumb. Uh, they figure that out real quick. Um, especially, I mean, they're a little person made of you and they're living in your house, they know, like, oh, dad's just letting me win. So you have to be careful because, I mean, if if your kids are anything like mine, after a bit, they're like, well, this is no fun. If mm-hmm. I, I want to beat dad on my own accord. 
Yeah. I I want to I want to be the winner. I don't want him to help me win all the time. Yeah. They want some challenge. They want the challenge. They, but you know, it's up to you as the adult to to gauge that, to determine when to when to push, when to pull, when to hold back, when to really press your advantage. And for for me, I, I, my own personal experience, and this is not necessarily the most wonderful uh, memory for me. We were playing, and uh, he had proxied. My son had proxied with on his Necron Force with. Uh, I don't even remember the. It was a character model, and I was going to shoot it with my my orc guns, which are mm-hmm. historically terrible at shooting, and. I put all my shots into this one particular character model and I rolled, uh, it, it had to be 9,000 sixes. I mean, it just felt like <laughs> every single shot hit and then I got to roll for the damage, which was super duper high. He failed all the saves plus anything that you could, all the bonuses. And I took him out in his first turn before he even got to, to move that particular character and he broke down in tears. And man i that, that hurts it wasn't intentional i nope. wasn't trying to do that but the lesson i would say for any parent in that situation as i said look it, it's okay let's mm-hmm. just you know it, maybe that the dice were messed up this time maybe i had a really good luck just put put it back on there let's just yes. let's just redo it yes redo it let's just keep mm-hmm. going here's your mulligan yeah yeah give out give out mulligans freely and mm-hmm. I think you you will keep that child still in the game, even though they they know that you pulled. You know, okay, well, we did, I didn't really win because, yeah, you know the the adult took away this or let me have this one back. But that's okay. You just just let it let it ride, and ensure that the child stays in the game, stays interested, and most importantly, stays happy and excited with it. Yeah, I like to tell my son, we're doing this for science. We're just going to see what would have happened. <laughs> yeah, it's all, it's all statistics. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and then finally, the, the very last thing, and, and as we wrap up the show here, as the adult, make sure that you stay patient. Be prepared mm-hmm. for their lapses and in interest. My son would always take want to take breaks and stop and get a snack or, yep. or go look at something. You know, oh, look, a squirrel, right? I mean, that's just <laughs> be okay with that. Be patient. Uh, be prepared to break the game up and to come back later. All of that's okay. And, you know, if you do all of this stuff, and I, again, every child's different, but if you follow these tips and definitely go check out the article on, on our website for some more, but follow this. I, we think that you'll be able to get your child into Warhammer and at least for a good, what, 15 minutes? Something <laughs> you know, that's like the that. Start. <laughs> and maybe maybe uh two two month gaps in between. Who knows? Maybe. Yeah. Fifteen minutes every two months is a yeah. is a start. So it's something. Well, hopefully this is helpful to all you parents out there, guardians, friends, or people that just hang around uh neighborhood kids, and that's okay too. Um <laughs> we hope that your getting kids into Warhammer quest ends in success. Thank you so much for listening. That'll wrap our episode of One for the Road. And thank you, Medicaid Steve. I am the War Boss, and we'll see you next time on Dad Hammer. Take care, everyone. <laughs>